Welcome to the Renewed Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. Man, it's just like old times, M. It is. Ugh. I love it. Me too. So good. Me too. Oh my gosh. I um, didn't mind doing a few solo episodes. Yes, I've loved them. I missed you all the same. And it's very weird to just give like a monologue. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, you it killed it. No, it wasn't. You I don't killed know if it. I it was it, great. But I was just like. We thoroughly enjoyed them over some pureed foods and a cold coffee. Oh, That's good. me describing feeding Grace while trying to drink my coffee. Hello. Hello. Okay. Now you're back. Okay. Yay. All right. Um, So you were feeding baby gray pureed food and trying to drink a coffee and listening to you. Are you drinking coffee? um, What what happened to the mushroom coffee? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm off of that kick for right now. Okay. I don't know why I went off of it. Um, I feel like because I've been like barely even drinking coffee um, when I'm not working and then with working night shift, I've needed the legit um, constant Celsius, constant caffeine. Yeah. Um, So because it's more of a continuous, not just drink one and let it ride. um, Yeah, I've been doing legitimate. But when I'm not working, I'm not really drinking a coffee. Okay. Unless I'm like really really struggling yeah all right yeah well i kind of joined you not in (sighs) mud water but in matcha it's called rise okay fun y-z-e at some point we need to do an episode of the things that we have bought instagram Mm, Um, yeah so it's got all the mushrooms in it all the adaptogens like really in a matcha Yes, and I think I'm going to start offering it on Character Coffee. I That's my plan for this summer. I love that. Yeah, it's really nice. Super I mean, cool. Matcha is super earthy. Yeah, it is super earthy. So I put a little bit of honey in it. Yeah. Just to make it a little bit more palatable. Yeah, you for sure need a nice little sweetener with some matcha. Just a little, yes, uh, yes. But that's the other thing though, right? I'm like, when you're drinking your mud water... I mean, nobody's having like a twenty ounce of that. I'm mm. like, I'm like the matcha. I feel like you're you're at eight ounces. Oh or yeah, maybe yeah. twelve. Yeah, you're, that's all you're gonna want for sure. And you're drinking. Yeah, you'd rather drink it in a more concentrated. Yeah, more I agree. of like a shot kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just not something that you're like sipping on. I don't know. Um, also, sometimes I will if I if I sweeten it enough. If I have a sweet tooth. Um, it depends my current season of sugar kick. Okay. Because I do try to like ebb and flow with that. You know, can't feed the, you don't want to feed those cancer cells too much. Oh my gosh. Since as nurses, we probably all think we have cancer. I'm not making light of cancer, but you know, we've all thought it. Okay. Well, because we know too much. We know too much. But listen, let's go back to this. Drink sizes are out of control. Oh, what do you mean? Do you know you can get like a 36 ounce lemonade? Um, from where? Uh, food truck friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. That's like a, um, no, 
no yeah that's like a um far like um a farm show thing like i feel like 36 ounces um okay what would that be comparable to a lot (laughs) a bucket (laughs) and now i'm copying a 90 year old smoker (laughs) oh no sick guys that's funny. Um, a no, lot. Like That's fact. A twenty ounce coffee. Okay. Uh, show of hands. How many people are drinking twenty ounce coffees? Because that is, guys, that's not okay. That's you, not okay. That's a is, lot. Is that is, okay? I'm really off. This is like when I go try to order Starbucks. Um, and I'm like, I'll take the large because I don't know their sizes. Um, oh well, I don't know their sizes either. Honestly, I don't know the names. But what what is a, a twenty ounce like? Is that like a normal regulated it's... size of coffee? Because I feel like that doesn't sound crazy. Sixteen, yeah. eight, and sixteen is like the standard, right? So twenty is like you're a big yeah. hoss. Yeah, yeah. But I think twenty is maybe maybe more in the iced world, and that I'm makes learning, sense. I'm learning that a lot of people are feeling like there's too much ice in their coffees so i think like dunkin donuts and starbucks is not doing you guys right because mm. people come up all the time and they're like light ice and i'm like no don't worry you're getting all your coffee drink i promise it's only a little bit of ice interesting people are they have a bias to the ice world they're like i've been hurt by this before and i'm gonna tell you that you yeah. hurt me in this no, way when i start yeah no seriously when i start hearing repeatedly similar things i'm like guys what is happening out in the real world and they're like i hope you actually bring that why um, like you actually say that and find I out do. um you need to start keeping track you need to have them like write these things down this and just is, keep this is what i know is that um they feel like too many of the drinks are too sweet yeah and like artificially sweet and mm-hmm. too much ice yeah. So I guess if you are getting a twenty ounce, but they're literally filling your cup up half, like halfway with ice. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Okay. No. Think it out loud here. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it though? So. Hmm. All right. Segue into discouragement. Mm. Sometimes you can feel discouraged if you order a coffee and then there's too much ice in it, and you're like, wait a minute, I just paid stinking six bucks for a cup of ice. Sometimes more. Sometimes more. I know. Yeah. It's crazy out there, guys. Yeah. Um. So I said to M, all right, I have to tell you guys that I go to this incredible church um, I'm, there are so many incredible churches out there and I have been very lucky to be able to be a part of quite a few of them, honestly. Um, just because of the world that my husband is in, he was a youth pastor for a lot of years and he was an educator and he was on the speaking circuit. And now with the work that we do with our bottled beverage company and our give back, we have like a ton of church families. And so there are at least half a dozen, if not more churches that I feel like I can walk into and literally feel at home. So cool. I love it. Like this world, it just makes the world feel small in like a community based way. And I love it. It makes it feel like there's goodness. And I am going to tangent for one second. We're going to come back. But I was so happy that Adam was on board with this. I have been wanting to start like church hopping in a way that um, I want to just see 
more culture in my area. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Adam, Adam agreed. We're going to start going to like a different church on weekends that were not needed with the youth group and um, see different services. So like, I want to go to like, I want to go to an all Spanish service and um, we take our car down to this one guy at a tech shop and um like a you know to get our cars fixed and he is also a pastor and so we're gonna go to his services oh, I love and so this. yeah we want to do some like Can because you go to my church yeah i'm gonna go to my sisters i'm gonna go to my one other friends in lancaster oh, so yeah, yeah we have to put we have to put you on the books we'd love to go I love um this. i'm super excited about it and it's not because there's anything wrong with our church we love our church yeah um it's just because I think that's so beautiful what you're saying about just feeling the goodness of, gosh, the goodness of God and the goodness in the world by seeing other things and not falling so accustomed to just what we know. And and also we're told is um, not direct scripture, obviously, um, but like we're told to shake and bake our faith. Like we're not told to continuously be – if we're starting to get cold, um, you know, we're told to – make sure that we don't I don't know what's the right term there Meg um like to not be lukewarm yeah like we're told to like in legalistic ways if you're not doing them with a good heart intention Mm -hmm. and your heart isn't in them right like yeah maybe take a take a visual of what's going on so I say all that to say I love that you have so many wonderful church families and I'm super excited to tell you all about our experiences with church hopping Yay. Yeah, I think that sometimes, I mean, there's, you want to have a place that you are rooted and being fed. Yes. And I don't even think that necessarily if you're not being fed, that the answer is always like, oh, you need to leave. Like, I think that there's yes a lot of layers to that. A hundred percent. Than what we can unpack in the next 10 20, minutes. Yes, for but sure. I also think that there's a space to just be able to say like, there's nothing wrong, but maybe depending on what season you're in where god is calling you like there might be a place that is going to be able to feed you better yes and or like you said i just we have a lot of brothers and sisters in this kingdom guys i mean there are a lot of people sitting at the table and so it's good even when em and i um i think when you and i cross borders the Mm -hmm. same way like culturally it's just good to be able to sort of um experience other ways of fruitfulness honestly exactly kind of even challenge the way that you know church to be done because just because people are doing it differently doesn't mean that it's wrong and also they might understand an experience a side of god that we don't know yeah learning from one another yeah so it's really really beautiful um, and so I actually, my husband and I, um, you know, have somewhat recently sold a house in Philadelphia. And so we had a home church down there and I loved the church and I wasn't willing to say that we were like needing to find another church yet. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. For like a couple of months. I'm like, no, we're just, this is still our home church. Uh, because I really loved it. But the reality is, is it's not our home church because it's very, very far away now. And so we were in the midst of trying to find a church. And so we went back to a church that I started going to after I became saved. And I knew that we wouldn't land there permanently. But 
again, like I knew that it was good, solid teaching and I could enter into that place and be welcomed and be fed. And I just, oh man, I'm so grateful for churches like that. And so um, when we were there, we actually ended up, there was uh, another pastor that was preaching one Sunday and within his first two sentences, I was like all in, I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to be like going and visiting his church. And then I didn't say anything to my husband. And by the end of the sermon, he turned to me and he said, I feel like I want to go visit his church. And I was like, I know. Right. And so I also love love that. that. Yes. Jesus will work um, individually in both of you. And it's like you and your spouse or, or whatnot, if it's where you're supposed to be. And so anyway, we have settled into this church and it's about, a third white, a third Spanish, and a third black, and it just feels so good. It's in Lancaster County, um, but it reminds us a lot of our Philly church, honestly. And so the pastor's name is Pastor Alex, and he just brings it. He brings it, y'all. And so he was talking recently about discouragement. Um, and honestly, I was I tend to journal a little bit during sermons just to like write down those little nuggets of goodness. Mm. And I was just going and going and going because he was bringing a word. And so I said to Em, like, man, let's do one on discouragement. Like I'm feeling it. We often talk about the discouraging parts of our profession. But like, I don't know if we've brought that back enough to Jesus. Mm. And so today's the day. Today's the day. So you're getting some sermon notes basically is what's going to happen here. And then Emma and I's takeaway on it. So Love it. Um, he started off by uh, saying that discouragement is a loss of confidence, which I found mm. like a very interesting um, caveat to it. Yeah, because it could be a loss of confidence in multiple things or yes, people yes, or self. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, that is a natural human response. So we don't need to feel bad when we are feeling discouraged. We don't have to feel like, I think sometimes because we think that the fruit of the spirit is like patience and kindness. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. <laughs> all the things. All the things. If we, if we feel any quote I'm, I'm putting air quotes around this negative feelings like discouragement we're like no I'm not supposed to be here but like God's okay with us being human he made us human yeah and so it's a natural human response but it does have a tendency to lead us away from God so we start mm-hmm. to isolate and then we face temptation and we disconnect and we mm-hmm. get in our own heads mm-hmm. and so if you're in that space right now that you're feeling discouraged Put a bookmarker there. Put your finger there. Hold that space. It's okay for you to feel the emotions, but don't get isolated. Because how does a wolf get a sheep? He isolates it, right? That's what happens. The minute that we stray from our pack, there is safety in numbers. Yeah. And if you are not in your pack, whether that's your church or whether that is your, like, community of believers your friends your people that have your back your your nurses like whoever Mm. it might be like if you are starting to be in your head and feeling like you're all alone that's a dangerous place to be yeah um we need perspective 
discouragement is the enemy robbing you of a godly perspective. And so I think that that's where, like, when we circle back to the loss of confidence and you said, I think that there could be a loss of confidence in a lot of things. Um, and that's true. But I think that it kind of boils down to our loss, loss of confidence in God. So we mm. feel like we have to start controlling the situation. Mm. Amen. So even when we're in the profession, I think it starts – I've had a loss of confidence sometimes in the higher ups. And I don't even just mean within like an organization, but I mean like within a country. Yeah. Like what is happening right. to the healthcare system? And that's okay. I think to ask those questions, I really, really do. But also if I can then turn that and trust that God is ultimately in control. Mm. Yeah. Um, so then the ways that we start to overcome discouragement is finding the secret place, which is under the shelter of the most high. Um, so you and I talk all the time about quiet time, M, about getting away, about gaining the perspective, about taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's all like super necessary to overcome discouragement. Mm. Um, our view of God is only as clear as our time with him. Yeah. And in his word. Yes. I need intimacy with God in order to see and hear correctly. Mm. The, the answer to your dilemmas is in the word in God's voice. Yeah. So, and you knew right away that that's the answer. Yeah. Um, Pastor Alex reminded us that the spirit will pray when we have no words. Mm. You and I are not girls that necessarily run out of words too quickly. (laughs) In our big emotions, I can get really like tongue tied. Yeah. Good and bad. Do you know what I mean? Whatever the emotions are, but I can just like not have words and the spirit intercedes for us. The Holy spirit intercedes for us with groanings. So even when we don't even know what to ask for, the Holy Spirit can intercede with the longing of our hearts. So still just coming is so important. So I think whether you're struggling with a diagnosis, whether you're struggling with a specific situation, even when you feel like you don't have words or you're exhausted because you Mm. feel like you've prayed all the words, Mm. just showing up like the Holy Spirit actually will stand in the gap for us. Yeah. I remember reading about that and feeling that pool and, and, uh, limitations and, um, yeah, I love that. I love that you're saying that. Um, acknowledging, yes. And limitations is a great place to be in. If you're feeling discouraged. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Because you will not feel alone. Um, acknowledging your weakness does not mean accepting defeat. So again, we can like claim our humanness and all of this. Mm. Um, some things that God allows will make us angry. There are certain situations I think that God wants us to be in the valley. And we're like praying for a mountaintop. And he is like, nope, I literally want you here because I'm shaping your character. You're yeah. in a refiner's fire for a reason. Yeah. And that can make us angry mm-hmm. and confused. Yeah. Um, but the word says for when I am weak when I am weak he is strong right mm-hmm. um, oh and then Pastor Alex was talking about casting your net so I really love this the the analogy in 
I think all of the gospels, honestly, of when Jesus calls the disciples and they're out fishing. And so they had cast their nets all night long. Mm. And so they had done all the things, right? Like it wasn't that they were doing anything wrong. They had done all things right, but they were not getting a load of fish. And so Jesus shows up and they're like, and he's like, cast your nets again. And they're like, yeah, but we've already done that. And he was like, do it anyway. And so sometimes like we need to cast our nets regardless if we have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Even if we think like, well, I've already tried this before. Mm-hmm. Like what Meg, um, I love the imagery and I'm putting you on the spot, but like, what are ways like real life examples and ways in which you think like casting your net could be tangibly taken away for listeners? Um, I think it's having like faith. I think sometimes our faith is casting a net to say today could be different. This situation with that person could be different. Mm. I'm going to ask God to show up in it because the reality was with the fishermen the only difference was that God had showed up. So what they were doing was not necessarily wrong, but maybe they weren't doing it with God. And mm-hmm. so maybe we're showing up to a situation that is going to look repetitive, but we haven't prayed about it. We haven't invited God in the way that we should. Mm-hmm. Or have the certain outlook that maybe he wants for us. He's trying to get our um, mind fixed in the way in which he wants us to think and go about it so that it can be a monumental um, stone in our path that wasn't I like um, the message talks in Romans that um, that God put is saying about he put a rock in the way on your way to Zion and if you um, keep your eyes fixed on him the rock will be on the way and not in the way um, and so I, I think that, that is yeah, a really great um, thought that I always kind of recircle to in, in Romans. I really, really enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, Em. And I think alongside that, uh, God is still God even when life is not good. Mm, yeah. And how many times, this is my white horse story. You know the white horse story. I'm in love with it. But sometimes we only look at our situation and we try to determine off of the, you know, immediate details that we are privy to, we need, we try to determine if the situation is good or bad, mm. but we don't really know what is all going to come of it. Yeah. And how we will look back potentially later and say, man, I did not like that situation and I am now so grateful for it. Yeah. That reminds me of the story you also shared, not only the white horse story, which gosh, I wish you knew the episode offhand for you guys to go listen to. Oh yeah. Gosh. Um, but white horse story, we'll have to let you know the podcast number, but I also like the story you shared. I forget where you referenced it from, but of the cracked pot. And I picture like these yeah. laterite, these laterite African roads and someone hauling, you know, a mi- mile to miles for their, um, water from the local, um, like spot to get their water for the day and the cracked pot is just leaking water the entire way to and from it here were these beautiful flowers that stemmed up from them and so I love that story that you shared and the imagery from that too for discouragement yes right because we don't know what beautiful thing is going to actually come 
from the spaces that we think are not going to be used well at all in our story. And so I just want to leave us with giving thanks. If you're going to break through discouragement, give the king of kings all the thanks. I think that that changes everything. I think praise. I think thanking him for the storms. Um, Like you said, kind of shifting your perspective on it and saying Mm -hmm. even like, God, I trust you, even though I don't fully understand how you're going to use this or why this is the current situation. And yet I release it back to you. And I am taking my hands off of it. And I'm just going to continue to thank you. Like it says, even the rocks will cry out. I mean, our created nature is that we are to be giving him adoration, which is Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that the Holy Spirit does intercede for us with those groanings when we don't have words, because that is what creation is meant to do for the creator is that we are meant to give him worship yeah he's worthy of it and so if we can find a place in our own days to say you know even if it's just five minutes or maybe it's the drive into work but just start rattling off some of the most basic things that you're thankful for the Mm -hmm. air in your lungs the beat of your heart I mean if you truly don't know where to start yeah the fact that you're eyes opened this morning and the fact that even though your body is weary it is strong enough for another day like yeah and so many things out there yes and gratitude is not gratitude is so learned it is not the fleshly yeah it is not the fleshly go-to it is not the um narrow it's the wide path or i reverse that gratitude having gratitude is the the narrow path it's hard to get yourself accustomed to thinking that way. So yeah, I love what you're saying of practicing that, Meg, and forcing yourself into those cheesy moments of practicing gratitude because it's not our fleshly initial response. Yeah. And I think that's how you, that's one of the weapons that you can use to fight back against Satan when you feel like you don't have anything left. Yeah. Put on the praise and worship music. If you don't have the words, put on the praise and worship music. And let that song become your song. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think about um, when you're talking about the emotions and hitting the pause button to why you're feeling discouraged. um, I think about our creator and how I told you guys before, I'm learning a lot of lessons through little gray and gosh, as little kiddos, we first, not only we learn to listen before we can talk, but we have a really hard time from little on up expressing our emotions. We feel all of them, yeah. getting them out in, you know, for them it's tears and it's throwing things and it's hard to find the words. And so it's important for us to be hitting that pause of discouragement because we can't always voice or figure out right away where that's coming from and why it's hitting us in that way and so let God and go to God about that like let God teach you in that we're constant learners as nurses and so yeah just encouraging you in that to do what you had said Meg about taking that pause and whipping out that journal yeah yeah sitting with Jesus and letting him say even just like how a good parent would say like oh you're feeling like one of the ways that we teach 
and learn about ourselves is that somebody says to us, you're feeling X, Y, and Z. Oh, yeah. I learned that from that emotion wheel. Yes, right? And that is so good. So sometimes, like you're saying, like, you have to just sit with Jesus and be like, where's this coming from? Like, yeah, anger is usually not anger. Anger is usually like fear. Yes. Anger is sadness. Yeah. But like, where does this come from? Right? And so, man, that time with Jesus, it'll serve you well. For sure. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. It really will. I love um, it, Meg. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks doctor, or not doctor. Wow. We're tired. Pastor, I'm Pastor tired. Alex. Pastor Alex. Yeah. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, Pastor Alex, for letting me, um, steal your words and share them. Luckily, I know that he would not care one iota, but I do want to say that. So I go to Journey Church. And um, if you are looking for a home church and or if you just need like a good message, everything is online. And so there are times that I get a chance to sit in the actual building and sometimes church happens like this, this uh, discouragement one happened on my front porch under the sunshine. It was just me, Jesus and, you know, Pastor Alex and my journal. And it, was, <laughs> it was a good old time. I'll tell you where church can happen in a lot of places. So yeah. anyway, um, be encouraged. Give Jesus the thanks and the praise this week and see if it doesn't just, I don't know, make a little spring in your step. Yes. I love it. Thanks All for right. listening, guys. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.